Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Hello and welcome to the show tonight. I'm so glad you chose to join us. And I say, if you chose to listen to this episode, you wanted to go for a a wild ride, uh, because we're going to build an interstate down the rabbit hole tonight. It's, uh, I'm very excited about this episode. The topic tonight is Triumph of the Light, and our guest tonight is Vidya Frazier. We're going to bring her on in just a minute. But I wanted to talk about the notion of the, the human genome, the human DNA, this human persona thingy that we all have following us around. If you think of us as souls incarnate, we have incarnated into this human body vessel to have a human experience here on planet Earth. And the reason I bring up the human DNA tonight is because I suggest to you that the role of the human is going to shift the the mythology the paradigms of the past have the human role as a, a subtle factor as a inconsequential um, imprint if you will and I know that can that can seem a little off but if you think about the human persona over the last thousands of years, the vast majority of humans have not lived up to, to their true potential. In other words, um, the, the, the typical stereotype of the past is, I mean, you don't have to go back too many hundreds of years and we were riding around on horses and if we wanted to communicate, we wrote something down on a piece of paper and handed it to somebody on a horse the ideas that we had in our mind might not even escape our our neighborhood. And now, now some pop star can do a tweet and get a million responses within an hour. What if Jesus had Twitter? What if Leonardo da Vinci had 3D printing to try out his ideas? In the past, Human beings didn't really um, grasp their potential. The idea of an alchemist or a mystic or a, a savior was the exception by far versus the commonplace. And I suggest to you that's going to flip over and um, with this communication medium that's allowing me to talk to you right now, no matter where you are on the globe, with this kind of communications, the teachings, the understandings of the principles of the mechanics of the universe are becoming more and more prominent to billions of people on the planet. How many times have we talked about the power of the human consciousness on this radio show? How many 
um, fantastic conversations have we talked about the interaction of human consciousness and the quantum field. It's time for us as human beings in this next chapter to truly, genuinely awaken to who we are and our role here on Earth. And our role here on Earth. Our role here on Earth is is more profound than, I suggest, archangels, deities, saviors, gods, goddesses. All those really, really, really powerful beings have sat and watched while we've, we've slaughtered ourselves in wars for centuries. They didn't stop the guns. They watched as humanity slipped into poverty and, and famine and dark ages. And they didn't descend from the heaven with some glowing wand and go praying and release us from our, our suffering. You have to have flesh and bones. You need a body. You need one of these bodies to be able to have direct sway in the moment here on planet Earth. We surrendered our etherical persona to shoehorn ourselves into these physical bodies so we could solve the problems of humanity through the vehicle of our human bodies. That's how powerful we are. Boy, okay, I, I got to slow down because <laughs> I don't want to run out of time, and I think we're going to have a, uh, a delightful conversation tonight. So I want you to just keep in the back of your mind that you're a very, very, very powerful person, a very powerful soul that came here to to really, truly understand that and embody it. And tonight's episode is going to hit that square on the head. That's why I'm so excited. So let's get to it. Again, the topic tonight is Triumph of the Light. This is a book written by Vidya Fraser, and we're, we're going to bring her on in just a minute, but I want you to understand who we're talking to. If you're disturbed by the increasing chaos, disasters, and violence playing out on the world stage, Vidya's book, Triumph of the Light, will help you understand why this is all happening. It will introduce to you a world that may sound like science fiction or conspiracy theory, but becomes a fascinating story, difficult to dispute or deny, and as it is finally making sense of what is happening. Triumph of the Light may lead you to question your beliefs, your conditioning, and what you believe to be true about the world and humanity's history. Although disturbing in many ways, what's offered here is also exciting and uplifting. As Vidya gives a great hope for our future, it becomes clear that even with all that is now occurring, humanity is actually on the verge of an incredible leap in consciousness into a state of much greater freedom, harmony, justice, and spiritual awakening. As an author, energy healer, and licensed transpersonal psychotherapist, Vidya has had a passion for exploring the phenomenon called the spiritual journey. I love that for over 45 years. Along with experiencing her own journey, she has also closely studied it as well as 
both of her friends, colleagues, clients, and students. Vidya's other books include Awakening to the Fifth Dimension and Ascension, Embracing the Transformation. And you can learn more about Vidya at her and her work at her website, vidyafraser.com. V-I-D-Y-A-F-R-A-Z-I-E-R.com. Join me in welcoming her to the show. Welcome to the show, Vidya. Well, thank you, Les. It's wonderful to hear your your introduction here. Um, you're really fun to listen to. Well, I'm, in, I'm I like you. I have it on good authority that you're pretty excited about the future and your and your role that you're going to play out in it. Is that right? Yeah, I am. I I really am, and I think it's a role that a lot of us are going to be playing out in, and that we already are. I mean, we're we're at the beginning here, but I think anyone listening to your show is, you know, it's part of the team. You know, we're here to do something uh, with what's happening on planet Earth, like you say. And what an exciting time to be alive. Yes. I I am just so happy to be part of this. And, you know, there's a feeling I have that I have just waited for these times for so long you know, to finally happen for the earth and for humanity and and for the planet, you know, where it is now in in the Milky Way, for all of this to happen so that we can do what we came, many of us, many, many thousands of years ago, what we came to do. And I think these are the times in which we can really participate and, you know, take care of that spiritual mission we came in with. Right. I've I've heard it uh, been spoken many times that for a lot of us, we've spent several lifetimes preparing ourselves for this lifetime. Yes, I think so. And I think we have, there are many of us, you know, from my, what I get from my inner sources, a lot of us were, you know, alive back in the time of Atlantis. And we really, really attempted to do it back then. And as as we know, it didn't go well, and we carried those uh, those memories with us, you know, in our unconscious. And for, for some of us, those memories have kind of held us back, you know, being fearful of trying to do it once again, not knowing if, if we'll be successful or if we'll be tortured or, you know, imprisoned. Um, you know, because it has happened over and over again, I think, for a lot of us who have been attempting to free humanity and to awaken humanity for, you know, so many lifetimes. But I just so sense that this is very different now. We are going to be successful, and we have to get past any fears we might have, you know, from from past times or even from this lifetime, to just do what we know we're here to do. Right. Well, why don't we um, um, why don't we go down the rabbit hole a little bit? And uh, I know in your book you talk about the uh, the shadow side of our human uh, story, if you will. Um, 
what are some of the more prominent uh, factors that have kept humanity in darkness over these past um, uh, many generations? <laughs> That's a big question. Um, well, I left it open for you. You have to give me that. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just hard to know where to start. Um, there are just many, many sources out there now. First of all, I want to I want to say just a couple things even before I go into the you know answering your question. Um, first of all, this is a book that was published two years ago, and uh, when I was sort of flipping through it today because I haven't read it for a couple of years. You know, I was thinking, oh, my God, this is really out of date. But I, I discovered that even though there are tremendous amounts of information, you know, since I published this that have added to things, this book actually does cover pretty much everything. You know, it, it's a, an in introduction to the rabbit hole, so to speak. Okay, so that's the first thing. The second thing I want to say is this really was not a book I wanted to write. I just, you know, I, you know, for so, for so many years, I, you know, on, on my spiritual path, it was all about light and love and, you know, and, and the belief that anything that could be called, e, you know, um, evil it was just illusion, you know, that it, it does, didn't really exist, just in, you know, religions and that type of thing. But, you know, it's about love and light. We are love and light. And that is true. We are love and we are light. But I, God, I was just hit over the head at one point when these things started coming into my inbox about the shadow governments and about the cabal and about ETs. And, I, you know, I started reading it. And I just thought, oh, you know, and I was fascinated, um, a little bit appalled, a little bit fearful at first, but it was just like this incredible, fascinating story I was reading. But I never thought I would be writing about it until I was taking a walk one day with my with my daughter, and we were talking about some of this stuff. And she, you know, she's someone who really tunes in. She said, "I, I think you're going to be writing about this stuff." And I said, "Oh no way! I'm not getting near it. I don't, I don't want to put that out." You know, so different from the other books I, I have written and, and what I was currently teaching. And immediately, I, I just felt this inner thing say, yes, you are. <laughs> and right. I argued with it all the way home. Uh, but, you know, the next day I woke up and it was just like this energy just came in, just do this. And the whole book just wrote itself so quickly, you know, within a, a, a couple of months just all the stuff happened. So that's the, you know, my prelude to what the book is about. But, you know, basically I, I cover two different aspects of how humanity has been controlled and manipulated all throughout history and way past any history that we were taught about. Humanity is so much older, so much older than scientists, currently think, or mainstream science, scientists, because a lot of scientists are now coming on board with a lot of this stuff, which is very exciting. But the control, you know, I, the first part of the book, I pretty much cover areas that I think a lot of people who are listening now, you know, can kind of agree with in that, you know, we've always known about 
greed and, you know, corporations and, you know, the elite and the the 1%, you know, most of us who are at all awake, you know, have always kind of known that. But what this information goes into is so much deeper. The corruption is beyond, beyond corruption. It's intentional. What you really become aware of is that there are forces out there, and it it all sounds like science fiction or conspiracy theory when you first hear it. I mean, it just does. You have to sort of get past that and say, okay, I'll just listen and see, because you realize that there has been intentional um, efforts to weaken us as, as a race and to disempower us and to disinform us. And so the first part of the book just goes into all you know, the different ways through our health, through politics, through the media, through, um, through the weather manipulation, you know, just all the stuff um, that is being done to us that we just sort of take for granted is just sort of part of how life is. But what becomes really clear, is, like I say, is that it's intentional. And it's just like, whoa. And I just really feel, you know, if we are waking up and we, you know, we're all wanting to really wake up, it's not just a personal awakening each of us is having. We have to awaken for humanity as a collective because we are part of this collective and become aware of these forces that have been working against our, not only our awakening and our knowing who we are as divine beings, but also just, you know, the the disempowerment and the weakening of us, and in some cases actually killing us. So that's the first part of the book of what certain parts of humanity, which are usually referred to as the cabal, or the Illuminati somehow, sometimes, or the deep state. The deep state's a really good term. You know, there's just, and it's all over, it's all over the planet, and it goes really, really deep, way beyond, you know, what we see happening in politics. You know, what the mainstream news talks about, you know, concerning politics, it's it's just sort of like circus kinds of stuff, what's really going on. Underneath all that is much more awful than anything you may read about, you know, on the mainstream news. But anyway, that's the first part of the book. And then the second part of the book, I go into extraterrestrial presence on the planet um, and how (laughs) they're not only in our skies, but they're on the planet and they're inside the planet. I mean, it's fascinating information and again it sounds like science fiction but you start reading it and i i list resources after every paragraph you know all the different uh, websites you can go on um and youtube that you can listen to to get this information from whistleblowers who have been in secret space programs you know through nasa but secret and also um in you know, other parts of the military and um, uh, the CIA, the FBI, there are people just speaking out all over the place now. I mean, whistleblowers are just coming out of the woodwork. It's, it's really exciting because this information, like I say, is so fascinating. And it shows that, 
you know, our ancestors were ETs. We were created and our, you know, our, our DNA was tinkered with and, you know, sometimes benevolently, sometimes not benevolently um, to form us as a race. And then, then Troy, I'll just finish towards the end of the book. I, I just go into um, the the battle between the light and the dark, which is a galactic um, happening. It's not just on this planet. It's like the dark forces, the the dark ETs that have taken over. And this was like twenty five thousand years ago. Um, right. You know, they're they're now being really um, battled with both galactically and here on on the planet. And that part, to me, is really fascinating also. It's just, you know, seeing that there are many, many souls dedicated to um, ousting these, these dark beings who have actually been controlling us for thousands and thousands of years. And we all just sort of think, oh, well, you know, this is the way life is. But it wouldn't yeah. have been. You know, it, it was called the, the, the fall of consciousness, you know, when that whole thing happened. So, right. Well, be- beautifully done. I, I love what you've presented. Uh, I've, I, I have heard that before the... Um, plan of planet Earth was hijacked by the scallywags. That Earth was to be a living library of consciousness, and yes. and mm-hmm. the the human DNA, our DNA, was designed to be a magnificent vehicle of manifestation for yes. consciousness to express itself. So, yes. in other words. Our DNA, our human DNA, was like the Ferrari of DNAs, the (laughs) the top of the line DNA as far as the vehicle you could embody to be a creator, an instantaneous creator in this hologram of consciousness. Right. You know, it's it's a curious thing. Go ahead. I was just going to say it was the original design. You know, a lot of sources say it's, it was the Pleiadians that originally created the human race and, you know, helped it along. And like I, I, I said before, you know, certain races came along and really, really helped with the DNA. But then there have been other forces that have come in and, you know, um, turned the DNA off. And, right. you know, that's a sure. lot of, so they could, of what, what we're dealing with, you know, in the third dimension here that we've been dwelling in um, for those thousands of years where, you know, we've got all the incredible DNA, but for most people it, it's been deactivated. And that's what, what's happening now that's so exciting is a lot of us are realizing that the DNA is being turned back on. Right. They they scattered our DNA within our bodies so they could manipulate us. Yes, that is true. So you know the the curious thing is, um, so I've worked in broadcast television now for thirty five plus years, and as a as a byproduct of working in television, you watch the news. I mean, right? The news has been generated every day since the dawn of TV. 
And what I've really noticed, not only is it that they don't talk about the, the real stuff, like like you were saying, the media doesn't, I promise you if you're watching TV and they're saying the Federal Reserve is worried about the economy, that's the <laughs> last thing that's right. really going on. But the other, uh, a year or two back, uh, uh, somehow a report made it to air that said, $21 trillion has gone unaccounted for. Oh, now, I yeah. just want to I verbalize mean, that in a different way. <laughs> That's $21,000 billion. $21,000 yes. billion these scallywags have had to build underground cities, to make interstellar uh -huh. spacecraft. I mean, right. they're doing it right in front of our faces. And they're doing it on our backs. Where did that money come from but the U.S. economy? What That's if that right. is, What if that coin was in our pocket? What if that had been cycled back into the economy? When, when we break out of the, the, the illusionary chains that have bound us, there will be nothing that can stop the human persona. Yes, I totally agree with that. But we have to wake up and own it if that's going to happen. We have to wake that's up right. and say, "Holy crap! I'm God incarnate. I've got, I got, Hapali yeah. superhero traits, and I don't even need a flipping cape." Yeah. <laughs> that's true. And you know, I people are waking up. It, it's very exciting to me to, to see this. You know, people who've had no idea about any of this stuff are suddenly. They're totally into it. And, you know, in, in a lot of other ways, even aside from knowing this kind of information that we're talking about, just waking up to who they are. Um, you know, right. people th that I've known, like family members, and I just thought, oh, they're, they're never probably going to get it. Um, I, You know, I'm changing my mind. There's something really, really shifting in the collective now. And it, it's just very exciting to me to, to see this. Um, you know, right. as far as getting this information to them, it, it's a whole other story. I mean, I, I wouldn't even begin with my own family to <laughs> tell them what, what's in this book. Uh, they didn't get I my other feeling either. But, but you know, they're very intelligent, um, educated, liberal people. But they listen to the mainstream news. And, you know, they, they can't stop talking about Trump. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's so... Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's just strange being around people who, who don't understand any of this that, that we're talking about. And I think a lot right. of people I know are, are discovering this. They, they have less and less to talk about, you know, to a lot of people that they've always kind of been close to. Yeah. But if, if you don't take that next step in awakening, um, you know, you can't you can't keep up with those who are. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm not I'm not for or against. Um, I see Trump as like a rototiller stirring up the mud. You know, yeah, right? He, he's actually <laughs> and, and, he, he's a real symbol of what's happening now in, in the world. You know, it's we're in transitional times here. Huge transformation, and you know, chaos has to be part of it. 
And he's yeah. just, um, uh, he, he really reflects that back to us. Uh, you know, he, he, <laughs> I, I'm not political. I'm not for or against him. I, I just sort of watch the whole circus as it goes on and keep that bigger you. picture in mind, you know, that, yeah, these are difficult times we're going through. But, you know, we've been warned about these times, you know, throughout the ages. They've, been, they've talked about the transitional times that were going to happen before a golden age comes in, where everything that can't, you know, rise to that higher frequency has to go. It has to collapse. And so what we're seeing around us is, you know, a whole lot of institutions collapsing, Things that we've right. just sort of taken for granted or thought they were, you know, good, we're realizing, oh, my God, there's all this darkness, all this corruption. And, of course, it's really showing up in politics now. It has nothing to do with parties or, you know, who's running for what. It's, it's through the whole system. So, right. it's, you know, we just have to keep, keep watching it, you know, with that, that in mind so that we don't get upset or get angry or, you know, get fearful. It's this is what has to happen. Things have to collapse before the new can come in. Yeah, you know the uh, I'm with you. I'm not for or against Trump, but if he was a more uh, a tempered version of himself, it would take yeah. longer for <laughs> us to shake off the the shadow. Yes, yes. You know, it, it's a shame. You know, I see him kind of as a young soul. You know, he, he's not very evolved in a way. Um, sure. And he's, and he, you know, really caught up in the ego and all that. And, you know, I, I have a lot of compassion for him, actually. But, you know, he is he is the bull in the in the china shop. He's shaking things up. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and and they have to be shaken up, you know. So, you know, Amen. I think he, he he's ser- serving a purpose, even though it could be really aggravating if, if you get into what he's actually doing a good part of the time. Well, um, we've talked about the human persona so many times on this radio show, the, the power of the human persona, human consciousness, if you will. Uh-huh. And, and I, really, I really feel like... Um, a lot of times people will do like soul searching to try to figure out why the hell they're here. And uh, um, even if they discover their life purpose, um, they can still have a feeling that there's more to life than it seems. But, uh-huh. you know, when I stare at the tea leaves and, uh, and, uh, I think that your life purpose is is the best seat in the house. When you fulfill your life purpose, you are you are in the groove of grace, if you will, in the groove of of the best seat in the house for yourself, if you will, to to uh-huh. wholeheartedly engage your life purpose. Yeah, I, I would really agree with you. And I personally do draw a difference between two different things, um, and it's just you know, vocabulary. But, you know, one is life purpose, which I think every human on the planet has, you know, something that, that we're here to do to accomplish karma, whatever it is. But there are those of us 
who have what I just call a spiritual mission, which is a little bit different. You know, we have a life purpose. We have stuff that we have to clear up for ourselves and, you know, to be on track. But those of us with a spiritual mission know that something big is happening on planet Earth at this time, and we are here to be part of it and to assist in the transition and the transformation of humanity, you know, helping to guide people into that higher dimension that's been called the fifth dimension. So I I, I just sort of make a distinction between those two things. Sure. Well, the... Uh, many people, yourself, myself, uh, and many guests on the show. I mean, we have we have this uh, strong desire to write books, strong desire to mm-hmm. convey information and understanding, and and uh, that's part of the uh, the vehicle of awakening, if you will, of humanity. I mean, the the saviors we're waiting for is ourselves, the, right? Like when we talk about the shadow side, the scallywags, the scoundrels that made the train wreck to begin with, um, I think religion is one of the vehicles they used to really paralyze yeah. a lot of people. It sure it's did. Like, uh, yeah. like uh, Jesus. Now, don't get me wrong. Jesus is a rock star. If 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 I could embody his traits, I consider my life a success. But uh-huh. when, when Jesus was being crucified and he was about to check out of uh, of the physical body when he was in his last days, the Roman Empire was expanding their plans for war. The Roman Empire was expanding their dominance of human suffering. What I'm getting at here is Jesus was never intended to save our asses. He just wasn't. If he if he was sent here as the the powerful dude to kick karma's ass, he sucked at it because uh, as he was exiting life, the 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 plans for inflicting suffering on humanity were expanding. He was here to teach us so we could awaken ourselves and be our own saviors, if you will. You know, you know what I mean, and and for religion to to couch Jesus as the guy, and we're supposed to sit on our hands and wait for him to come back, it has paralyzed so many human personas from awakening to their own inner Christ consciousness. I I totally agree with that, and it, it's not just Christianity that the cabal and the Illuminati got into. It's all the religions. And, you know, they've also helped to create wars between the different religions, between different races, between different countries. I mean, it's just, it's just part of how they have infiltrated, you know, every institution. Our educational systems are the same thing. You know, we're not taught the real history of humanity or what really happened. It's it's really insidious what <laughs> what has happened to us. So you know it's through right. all of our institutions. But yeah, you're, you're right about um, Christianity and how how Jesus is is portrayed and 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 what religions you know over time, you know just 
ordinary people have, you know, distorted it and all that. But, you know, a lot of us have a, a very personal relationship. I, you know, I call him Yeshua at this point, but he's very real in my life. You know, he's one of my guides. Right. And, and so oh, yeah. he, he really served a purpose. He, you know, he, he, he's probably, the way I see it, he probably didn't um, achieve his full purpose the same way a lot of us haven't, you know, throughout the ages. When we, we came in, you know, hoping to do something and accomplish something, you know, we probably did to a certain extent, but, you know, we probably died saying, oh, I didn't quite do it. And I, I think that's what happened to him because of, like you were describing, you know, the times he was in. It, you know, <laughs> that they weren't ready for him. But he did right. do something, and he did his best, just like, you know, all the other kinds of wonderful beings who have attempted to assist humanity on the, the spiritual path. Right. Well, we've got about we about 20 minutes left, 20 minutes. So why don't we flip it over? We've been talking about the shadow side. And uh-huh. now um, let's look at um, th- this human persona. Now, you've written a book. You've written two books, well, several books, but the two books, Awakening to the Fifth Dimension and mm-hmm. the other book, Ascension, Embracing uh-huh. the Transformation. Let's look at the the flip side of what we've been talking about, which is the transformation of our human condition. Uh, give us a, a, an overview of what those books are, are talking about. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since I've actually verbalized all of this. Um, I'm here to shake you up. How am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically, what they present the, these two books is a paradigm called ascension, or awakening to the fifth dimension, and it just this is a paradigm that I just began embracing after a while when I um, began realizing that we really are in very strange times now, and a lot of people are saying that they said this has never happened before, and it. It's true. I mean, what we're going through now is really, really different. And people were in a lot of fear and saying, oh, my God, you know, we're going towards extinction and, you know, all the different reasons to make it look that way. And I began, um, first of all, researching, but then inwardly getting so much information about, you know, the fact that humanity is in the process of taking a quantum leap in evolution that this is really what's happening now and this has been foretold oh so many times in all the religious um, scriptures around the world and by indigenous cultures all around the world saying that we're coming into times of great transformation and even science is backing it up now you know the planet is you know, in the middle of the Milky Way where really high energy um, frequencies are coming onto the planet. And so this idea that humanity is about to make a leap, and when I say about, that doesn't mean tomorrow. It means we're in process. <laughs> it's going to be a while. 
But, you know, when you look at it from way out there, you know, it's going to happen fairly quickly this time. And it's, you know, we've been told that this leap is going to happen. People are really going to wake up, and we're going to be moving into what's called the fifth dimension. And this is a consciousness that, you know, embraces all the, the qualities that people like us have just always yearned for, you know, peace and love and harmony and cooperation, just all that that actually is part of, of reality. It's a level of reality. And we have been living, you know, for these thousands and thousands of years in the third dimension. And in 2012, in December, a lot of you may remember, something really big was supposed to happen, and then it seemed like it didn't. But what did happen was the door to the third dimension actually closed, and we moved into the fourth dimension, which is just a thought realm. It's a thought um, dimension. So nothing has changed physically. You know, we're still third-dimensional beings, but in the fourth dimension now, things are really different. Manifestation is faster. Time is getting very strange. We can go forward and backwards now. We can condense time. Um, we, have, we have more opportunity to choose what it is we're going to do, you know, without reacting so much. There's just a lot that's available to us now, and it's, a, it's like a, a bridge into the fifth dimension. And so, you know, a lot of people say, oh, how can all of humanity go into the fifth dimension? Well, the way I understand it is not all of humanity will be making that transition. As, it, you know, as we progress through the years ahead of us here, a lot of people are going to, you know, go through the process of death, and they're going to be taken to other places in the universe where the third dimension is still running really beautifully. And, you know, they as a soul will continue their evolution there. But those of us who are ready for this leap uh, will still be here. And what's happening now, as I've talked about in these transitional times, is people's lives are getting more and more intense. A lot of stuff is falling away, being pulled away. People are going through grief. You know, um, stuff is just coming up from the past that has been unresolved. It has to be resolved now because we are moving. The earth is moving in frequency up to the fifth dimension. And if we're going to stay with her, we have to do the same thing and clear our consciousness and heal our consciousness so that we can continue to um, take this ride into this higher reality. Nice. I like so that. I, I think that, that kind of covers the, the general um, aspect of it. Um, and it's, it's not, I'd like to just sort of go back into what we were talking about before because a lot of people especially light worker kinds of people, you know, they're very, um, very conscientious about their healing path now. And what I've noticed, you know, with the people I work with in, in the, the healing work I do is, you know, people just 
really grabbed my heart because they're so sincere and so obviously such good people really trying to do well. And they're still caught in so much, um, so much guilt and shame and fear. And I'm someone who can just, you know, see past that with them. It's like, why, why is this person feeling all this stuff? But I think a lot of us still feel it, and it comes from this control that we have been under. And w- one of the parts of the book talks about these implants that have been put in humanity. You know, every one of us has certain implants in us that keep us disempowered, keep us feeling guilty and in fear and in self-judgment. And a message I really like getting out there is like, yeah, you have to clear all that because you're here, you're in this body, you took it on, you know, in order to clear it. Yes, it's your responsibility, but it's not you. (laughs) This is just stuff you picked up in the third dimension on a fallen planet and it, it's not you so you know all the the guilt and the and the shame is is really misplaced you know it's not not your stuff really you're here just to clean it up and send it back into the light but um i just just know that <laughs> you are magnificent glorious multidimensional, powerful being of light who happens to be in this human body on a fallen planet in the third dimension. And, you know, you're trying to clean things up. But a lot of us are actually, it's not even our stuff. You know, we've taken on stuff from the collective or from the family lineage. You know, and we just decided as a soul, okay, yeah, I want to clean it up for everyone, you know, in this whole group. And so our stuff just seems, and it seems endless, doesn't it? You know, no matter how much healing work you do, how much awakening practice you do, there's always more stuff. And that's just part of how the whole thing is set up. You know, the whole whole, uh, karmic wheel has been tampered with you know, to prevent us from being able to get off of it. You know, you have to really realize that. You know, you might might think, oh, I did such terrible things in past lives. That's why I have to, you know, go through all this suffering. Well, no, it's just, you know, you just got caught. Um, yeah, you got to clean it up, but don't take on guilt and shame, I guess is, is my main message to people who are really going through things during these times. Right. I like the notion that if you're breathing, if you're breathing, well, poof, there you are. You're in the perfect spot. That's it right there. I mean, right. in other words, your existence, period, is the vehicle itself. And and that's a really neutral perspective, and you can take that, that existence and and do a swan dive into fear and quagmire and wring your hands and fret and worry, or you can take it and and become a vehicle of creation and and literally mm-hmm. be the dreamer, one of the dreamers that dreams right. the, the, the new earth, that dreams the new paradigm for humanity. I yes. suggest this lifetime, I've said this many times on the show, this lifetime is the most powerful lifetime 
of any before or after us because mm-hmm. we're in the pivot point. Right. After, if you if you leave now and come and reincarnate, the uh, such a uh, a vast awakening will have already happened. Mm-hmm. But for those of us that have been around for a while, hell, when we were born, there was no concept of the transformation <laughs> of human consciousness on one of the darkest planets in the whole flipping galaxy. Right. This is the uh-huh. most advanced classroom in the entire flipping galaxy, perhaps, of where an old soul can come and learn how uh-huh. to love unconditionally in a flipping tsunami of dark crap karma. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, Great and we bitch about being yeah. stuck in traffic. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but there, are, there is some, you know, in my practice, so often there are, you know, these starseed people who have no idea that they're a starseed. And, you know, but, but awakening is just happening. And it, But it, it's just really hard for them because they, they feel like they don't fit in anywhere and they don't quite right. understand this world. They don't, you know, why is there war? I mean, there's always that feeling. You know, why don't people love each other? And, and they don't quite fit in because... Because they don't, you know, a lot of them are kind of brand new, um, you yeah. know, in, in this lifetime that they've just come in. Then there are those of us who've been here for thousands of years who were initially starseeds. You know, we're around to kind of help them and nurture them because especially these younger people, oh, my God, when they take off, it's just, I, I, I just love it. You know, there are just so many YouTube's now with these young people in their 20s, 20s and 30s who are spouting that you know this gorgeous awakened verbiage. Uh, it, it's just just really exciting to me to see these these younger people now who are waking up. Right. Well, I like you and I were talking about before the show got started. It's an exciting time. It's an exciting yes. time to wake up every morning. It's an exciting time to take yes. your consciousness and 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 practice the 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 flexibility of it, the the being able to focus it, the the uh-huh. power behind it. Yes. And so that's what I like about episodes like this because we've talked about not only the dark side, you know, the Darth Vader side, but also the uh, the, the light side, the, the yes. really the Christ consciousness side, and yes. and that the swing between those two is perhaps the most dynamic range of human experience that can exist in the single planet, and it's happening here and now. Right. It's, it's actually really just coming to the surface because this is what the third dimension is all about. It's, you know, it's, it's divisive. It's duality, good versus evil. I mean, that's, that, that really kind of sums it up in a lot of ways. And in the fifth dimension, it doesn't exist. It's just one consciousness. Right. But right now, like you say, I mean, both the dark and the light are just being highlighted really amazingly so and you know people are being given choices of of which way they're going to go right i like that 
Well, uh, Vidya, you've been doing uh, quite a bit of work over the years. Uh, why don't we uh, uh, shift our focus and look at what you've done now? Can you share with our audience um, not only your books but um, the platform you have and what kind of services you provide? Yeah, it, it's it's developed throughout the years. You know, I started. Um, you know, my, my whole spiritual journey started back in the, the late 60s, actually. It tells you how old I am. Um, and from, you know, way back then, it was about assisting people on their spiritual journey in one way or another. And I myself went through, you know, all different kinds of spiritual traditions. But it's been about guiding people. You know, I was a, a psychotherapist and a transpersonal psychotherapist and, you know, did all kinds of weird, funny, great things um, like that. But in these, um, the last, oh, maybe eight years, I have become a um, an, a remote energy healer. I, I, I give quantum healing. And um, I, along with the healing, I also am given, um, you know, a lot of information about people's past lives, you know what they're here for, and and a message from their guides. That's currently you know what, what I'm I'm basically doing. Um, I've given classes over the years. I've done a lot of different ways of doing it, but this is where I've landed now, and I'm, I'm very comfortable with it. Um, so, and then in my spare time, I I do write blogs and I write books. So tell us about your book. Well, we, we've talked about them. <laughs> um, I'll reiterate. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the first, actually, I wrote a book even before the, the first two we've already mentioned, which is called The Art of Letting Go. And that's about, it's more from the, uh, the non-dual tradition of, you know, really, truly experiencing yourself as pure consciousness and, you know, not even form. And that, that was one of my huge awakenings in, in, in uh, oh, back in the early 90s that that happened. So I wrote that book. And then I, you know, really came back into this type of thing that we've been talking about with those of us as a soul going through um, reincarnation and, you know, what we're here to do and all that type of thing. So... The next book was called Awakening to the Fifth Dimension, which is a really good little book that people say is very easy to read, and it's a good introduction to the whole paradigm of ascension. Um, and then the second one is Ascension. And I, I just go into more detail and give a lot of details from my own life and other people's lives, just you know, explaining more on a personal level. And then this last one is Triumph of the Light that we've been talking about, where I go into what's happening for the collective. And I've just recently finished writing, but it, it hasn't been published yet, um, uh, my latest book, which is about <laughs> what to do when you get stuck, essentially. It's, it's a very, it's a, a handbook, a handbook for, for weary souls, so to speak. And, nice. um, I, yeah, I don't know when that will be coming out, but, but sometime soon. So that, that's my latest, and I'm not sure I'll be writing any more. It just sort of feels like it sums the whole thing up, but 
you never know what's what's down the pike. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and of course, you have a web page. What would that be? Yeah, it's <laughs> VidiaFraser dot com. So. Uh, and, and there's a lot I, of information. I, I want to just say there's a lot of information uh, on that. Uh, on that site, a lot of blogs that people find really, really um, helpful. And I've also put out a number of YouTubes. You can look me up on YouTube as well. Oh, very nice. Well, an hour can go by pretty fast. But yeah, I want to thank you for being our guest tonight. I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. As have I. It's really lovely talking to you, and I really get a sense of, of what your your audience is. It's, it's a really good feeling coming from them. We've been talking with Vidya Frazier, and the topic tonight has been Triumph of the Light. You know, it's, uh, it's such a powerful time. Maybe I, sh- I could say it's such a... Uh, opportunity for a powerful time because you know the curious thing is we have this fierce free will we can sit on the couch and wring our hands until the end of time and and pretty much do diddly squat with our human persona but as we've talked about tonight we're we're really big-ass souls that chose to come to the awakening of a human consciousness in in perhaps the most advanced classroom of karma on the planet. And here you are, the listener. You are here now in physical form. You are here now with with an intention that your soul chose before you were even born. It's it's always a choice, but I suggest it's time to stand up and really shake off the illusion of who you thought you were and fully and wholeheartedly embody the notion that you are the personification of consciousness. You're conscious. And consciousness in, in this hologram of creation all comes from source consciousness or God consciousness. So you're the personification of the change of humanity. You're the personification of the seed that plants a new future for what will be. And how damn exciting is that? Um, I created the platform New Human Living to support you in, uh, in your journey of discovering the power of who you are. I don't want to tell you what to think or believe. That's none of my business. But I want you to understand the power of what you believe. And like, and I always want you to choose for yourself. I have kind of an agnostic approach. To and that's the only way I can do it in order for you to be authentic, to be the authentic personification of your divine self. It's always a joy. It's always a pleasure to bring you episodes like the conversation Vidya and I had tonight because it it's part of my life path to be a vehicle of change for the power of human consciousness on this planet. I'm your host, Les Jensen. As always, it's a pleasure spending this time with you. Thanks for joining us tonight. Until next time.
This has been a New Human Living radio broadcast. You can raise your own personal power with Personal Power Fundamentals Home Study Course at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.